Amen. This morning, church, I sought the Lord for the word, the present word, for us as a church. And the Lord spoke to me to bring you the word I entitled, Insightfulness. Insightfulness. The word insightfulness derives from the word insight. So unless you have sight, you can gain insight and you cannot now have insightfulness. The scripture is up on the screen on my slide, Mark 8, 22 to 26. The message translation, can you read with me at the count of three? One, two, three, go. They arrive at Bethsaida. Some people brought a sightless man and begged Jesus to give him healing touch. The question is, why did they have to beg? They could have asked. Every time they brought people to Jesus, they just asked Jesus to heal them. They had to beg. They begged because the man was sightless. Some translations say blind. No, it was not just blind. You can have eyes and be sightless. And you can be blind and have sight. Because the eyes that matter are not the physical eyes. It's the eyes of your understanding. The ability to perceive when God is moving. The ability to connect with what God is doing. When they arrive at Bethsaida, something happened. Some people that understood how bad it is, they brought a sightless man and begged Jesus to give him a healing touch. Why should Grace Assembly not listen? When in the year 2022, as I saw the Lord, the Lord gave me the word of the year and it's going to be up on your screen. And I'm going to connect the dots. 2022, the year to be settled by God. And the scripture says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who imparts all blessings and all favor, who will by himself complete and make you what you ought to be by now. Mm -hmm. Establish and ground you securely. Come on now. And strengthen and settle you. What a year is going to be. That's why we had to reconsecrate ourselves. Because something is about to happen. But then, bring me my slide about my quotation that people still wonder about me. I'm possibly the only person that says this thing. God is more the God of opportunities than the God of ready-made blessings. Let me explain myself. A lot of people pray about ready-made blessings. <laughs> it happens once in a while. But I've studied God and God normally gives you an opportunity. And when you access and maximize the opportunity, you get the complete blessing. I'll ask you a question. If a woman asks for a child, would an angel deposit a child at your doorstep? 
you have an opportunity to stop quarreling with your husband. Settlement in the bedroom. Cooperation by the Holy Spirit. Like coach, triplets became the result. Opportunity. If a woman will not take that opportunity, she may remain seemingly barren it all her life. And Pastor Yomi came around, started on Sunday, and brought it home on Wednesday about opportunities. Bring up that slide if you have it. So when God wants to settle you, what do you think your pastor is saying? He will give you opportunities that divine settlement may be your experience. None of us, none of you will miss it in Jesus' name. Opportunities. If God is more the God of opportunities, why will insightfulness not be something you will take very seriously? Opportunity is not going to write opportunity on its head. It never happens. You will have to see it. Come on now. Now, some things cannot be seen. You may have to sight it. Sight it. This year you will sight your settlement. Come on now. Somebody you will sight many men, but you will sight your own husband. You will have many job offers, but you will cite the one that is blessed, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Some have eyes, but they have no sight. This morning, I bring you the word of the Lord in sightfulness. The Bible says, when they arrived, some people started begging that God should have mercy on this man. Father, this morning, I thank you because you never leave us without a word what will the word mean if you don't show us the road map or how to get into the promise my heart is overwhelmed and overflows with thanksgiving to you thank you lord because you you are bent on setting us this year and nothing is going to stop it The Bible says, they say, behold, I will do a new thing. It says, shall you not know it? It will spring forth. This year, God will do many new things. For you and you and you and I in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to be seated. Insightfulness. You know, people talk about blindness I would rather be blind and have insight than to have eyes and lack insight what is going to change your life is not entirely a visible thing it has to be a knowing come on now a knowing is something you know you can perceive something that others will see and they will only see the ephemeral most and generally what is going to change your life is beyond the visible because it is the invisible that determines the visible 
if you get wrong the invisible, that is the spiritual, you're not likely to do well in the physical. I want to help everyone. This is the teacher part of me, not the preacher. The word sight, I have brought definitions, and you want to bring them up for me. Sight is a mental or spiritual perception. It has little or nothing to do with eyes. It's, you know, very bright people have sight of the mind, of the intellect. So, they, they do things you don't understand. They work things out and they say, I know what to do. That's mental. You need to be mentally sharp. Can I tell you, may God help you that you will not be dull. Bible says the Lord Jesus was a man of quick understanding. He had mental sight. But the best one, he had spiritual perception. The difference between me and other very schooled people like me is I have mental sight, but they can't catch me because I have spiritual perception as well. And that's the advantage the Christian ought to have. Sad to say, we're slow. Sight that I'm talking about is from sight you get insight, from insight you get insightfulness. So let's start from the elementary. Sight is mental and spiritual perception. It's not really something you can touch. Now, Pastor Ishaya is connecting with me and I'm connecting with him. But everybody can be in this room and may not know what's happening. It's a perception. He feels I'm part of his destiny. I'm feeling this man that is coming around is important. Now time will let people who don't have the perception catch up when they see the result. There will be results, oh God. I'm going somewhere. Insight, bring insight is the power to see clearly into situations or see through complexities the person that has sight and is able to gain insight he begins to demonstrate the ability to see clearly into situations and see through complexity the word complexity it's muddled up and so it looks like a mess such people have a capacity to sort out messes you say how do you do that they just sort it out it's insight may the lord give us sight and insight another way you look at insight go ahead the other way is insight is the deciphering of the inner nature of things and situations the outer things any fool can see that but insight is the ability to decipher the inner nature of things and situations it is what enables one to be intuitive in solving problems and this is very important at this time not just solving problems and spotting opportunities someone say insight Somebody say inside. Okay, let me let me do the one you like. Somebody say, I will receive insight. You see, more people answered with I will receive insight in you. Now imagine if your enemy has more insight than you, you've lost the battle. 
Pastor Yemi brought the scripture a, a door of great opportunities were open to me but there were many adversaries your adversary has some insight people checked stars they could tell Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem they could tell so they can tell some things about you but not all things about you so most and generally because they have some insight through the occultic they ambush you you surprise how come they know I'm coming here how come they're waiting for me here madam you have only sight that's good you need to move toward inside somebody say I receive insight this morning in Jesus name in the season that God says he's going to settle us and if my you have checked my mental perception and by now I should have gained some respect with you if I say to you God is more the God of opportunities than the God of many blessings what I mean is to every ready-made opportunity um, blessing you have there must have been 48 opportunities why do you want to live your life on what even out of 48 if you grab 30 you'll be 30 times who you are by now so when God is saying I will settle you it's not just you're going to wake up and it will happen you will get opportunities let me tell you another opportunity that we have not talked much about I'll be praying about that on Wednesday the opportunity to go and make up with some people do you know a lot of Christians they take repentance very seriously they repent towards God but they don't repent towards people they say what do you go do I don't need you I beg clear oh really if you don't have enough insightfulness that that person is critical to your destiny you cut off the person in your little knowledge you struggle or you may never make it so at a time like this God can give you the opportunity a divine opportunity to make up with the person and you don't instead of being settled you continue to struggle that scripture says after you have suffered a little while there is no part of anybody's life that we should suffer from beginning to the end may that suffering come to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as I speak some of you your heart is palpating now you know that you are the one I'm talking about that's the Holy Spirit there's somebody you should have gone to settle with when you settle that person you will become settled and things will settle down if you don't get it forget it no no don't forget about it you will get it in Jesus name that's not what the pastor should say that's not what the pastor you see you people you people are tempting me think about it anybody God is nudging you to go and make up with some people say but the person is say sorry oh sorry now important to you or destiny continue yeah why is the church suddenly quiet I'm preaching now I thought when I'm preaching you'll be putting progress offering here dollars this one you're quiet like this as long as you repent it's insight is the intuition by which 
you can spot opportunities what if you don't have it do you know opportunities don't waste if it passes you God is not a waster he fed 5,000 with 5 loaves and 2 fish and they collected everything that was left and they counted how many baskets so if you waste one opportunity trust me I'm waiting to catch it imagine how many people are waiting behind you say madam you know, get you get, you get eyes, no insight. Me, I not have eyes, but I have insight. Goalkeeper, they keep catching. May somebody not catch our blessings. Yeah. Jeremiah, do you understand sight and insight now? Do you want me to post this slide on the chat group? Yeah. Will you use them? Yeah. Will you will you meditate on them? Yeah. Will you make me proud? I just become pastor of better people, senior people, very wealthy people, very powerful people. So if somebody just misbehaves, I say, you don't know me. I'm the pastor of social so, so person. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. That your, your name will open doors. Hallelujah. What kind of old man is that? I'm not sure how to be a pastor. I say your name will open doors. Glory to God. Jeremiah 17 verses 5 to 6 I want to move a little quicker now Thus says the Lord Cursed is the man Who trusts in man And makes flesh or mental His strength Whose heart departs from the Lord For he shall be A shrub in the desert Guess what And shall not see When good comes When God wants to deal with somebody you know the Bible says God causes the rain and the sunshine to fall on everybody, even the wicked. It talks about opportunities. But he will not cut the rain, he will just make sure he lacks sight. Every good thing will just walk up us. It says he shall not see when good comes. In my note, I said he shall not sight good when it comes. The word see is the equivalent of the word sight you can see something and not sight the possibilities i'll give you an example very soon you can see somebody but don't sight the possibility of what can happen through the person i'm going to prove to you so when the bible says you shall not see when good comes hey you don't get it you may see the physical but you may not perceive the spiritual it's called sight the NIV version says, this is what the Lord says. Cause is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for his strength, and whose heart turned away from the Lord. Listen to this. He will be like a bush in the wasteland. He will not see prosperity when he comes. Help me ask the neighbor, sure you get that one? Ask the person, sure you get that one? If you didn't get the one before, you get this one. The word prosperity makes Nigerians wake up. Hello? You are awake now. Once you hear prosperity, Nigerians will wake up. He will not see prosperity when it comes. What is the end of that person who cannot see prosperity when it comes? Struggle from beginning to end. Beg and borrow until he has no friends anymore. In my own notes, this is what I put there. He shall not cite prosperity when it comes. When God wants to deal with somebody He 
may not stop your opportunities, you will not cite it. Hey, when I look at people, I wonder how many opportunities you saw, but you did not cite. Put your hand on your eyes. Say, Lord, may I have eyes, I have sight and insight in Jesus' name. This year that God wants to settle you, trust me, 99% of it will come by opportunities. You must love this, your pastor. You must pray for me. You must bless me because I am giving you a complete equation. I want to talk about a man at the gate, beautiful. How many of you remember him? Listen to you. Don't understand what happened. I'm going to show you what really happened. You see, what you saw was the surface, you didn't sight what was underneath. Can I tell you when you go into a boardroom, there's something they're saying, <laughs> but there's something they're not saying. A few people know it. If you get it, you got it. If you don't get it, you forget it. Oh, forget about it. I have some young people teach me rascality. They know themselves. They know themselves. The obvious problem of the lame man at the gate beautiful may have been his lame feet that anybody can see. Eyes is all you need. But eyes are not enough. But his real problem and his main problem and his real problem was his sightlessness. Everybody that came could see the obvious problem. Only eyes you need. But when I read it, because I have sight and insight, I could see the main problem. Let me prove it to you. Now, when Peter and John appeared to him, God was giving him a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be healed once and for all. But all he could sight was an opportunity to get a few coins. I'm waiting for you. Everybody came there and saw the obvious. You need just eyes to see that. But I can see that his main problem and his real problem was not his lame feet. It was his inability to recognize divine opportunities to be settled once and for all. When the opportunities in the body of two men stood in front of him, Bible says he lifted his eyes. They said, look at us. And he lifted his eyes. And I thought he got it right. He lifted his eyes to the instruction of the man of God, still expecting something from them. I quote. If they had given him what he could cite, he will have remained lame once and for all for the rest of his life. If you ask him, did you get something? He will say yes. I wonder what you could have gotten and what you got. If we were to put them side by side, would I be a happy pastor when I see you? Um, it's not likely. So, he that had an ear. If somebody is listening, just move away from the person. Just move away because when words are being spoken, Bible says words of wisdom spoken in whispers ought to be heard than the shout of the ruler of fools. This man sat in the same place. 
Everybody thought his feet were his problem. You know what? Peter had to solve the real problem. He was still expecting a few coins like some of you. Peter said, silver and gold I don't have. That's not your problem. In fact, that's your problem. That's what you're always looking for. It says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he grabbed him by the hand and pulled him up. Don't wait for somebody to have to grab you. At that time, what was the population of the world? In the days of Jesus, it was less than one billion. The whole world. We're almost seven billion now. If you're waiting for that, you go stay there. Hello. Do I have your attention? Do you agree now that the man lame in the feet, his eyes didn't matter. He didn't perceive the all-time opportunity of his life. If they didn't pull him, if they gave him what he wanted, and you are his wife, you will come to church, train church. This church has no anointing. You stop giving tithe like some people. You say, this God is not helping me. Meanwhile, your husband get eye. He not get sight. Bible says he jumped to his feet. He got into the temple. He was leaping and praising God. And people said, this was who he used to be. Look at what he has become. This year, as God settles you, you are going to become somebody to be celebrated. You are going to become an icon. You are going to be a reference point of prayer. People say, God! If you can do this, you must be God. So people recognize him and say, Is this not the man that was had eyes but had no sight? I give you another example. The Bible says there was a pool at Bethesda. In fact, let me read that story to you. That's John chapter 5 and verse 4. Now a certain man was there Who had an infirmity 38 years Is that suffering for a a little while? Is 38 years suffering for a little while? May none of us remain on the same spot for 38 years What, What was even his age? Maybe he was 40 He spent 38 of the 40 years suffering Begging It ought not to be so when Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had been he had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? He even gave him Kronjay. He even gave him a leading question. But the man had eyes but was so sightless, he didn't even get it. And the sick man answered. I thought he was going to answer the question, yes. How can somebody say, do you want to be a millionaire? And you start to tell rubbish story. Do you want to be a billionaire? Eh, collect it and give me if you don't want to. There's no problem. At least, oh, you It's a Yoruba proverb that says, money is the vehicle that the gospel rides on. Uh-huh. So give it to me. Pastor Tefia, collect it and give it to me. I know what to do with it. Oh, you will collect it for yourself. The 
sick man answered him and said, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool. And when the pool is dead, but when I'm coming, another one steps down before me. Is that the question? Eyes, no sight. Your world, some for wrong answer is standing in front of you and even helping you to say, Is this not what you want? Pam, you went another way. Some of us have repeated a problem so much. You will probably say it when the answer is standing in front of you. Yesterday is gone. Don't live your life looking behind. God will do a new thing. In your life, God is going to do a new thing. In God's assembly, God is going to do a, good, a new thing. In every family here, God is going to do a new thing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The powerless man at the pool of Bethesda only saw someone to complain about his problems to. While it was actually... He was meant to cite the ultimate problem solver that was standing before him. And, but all he could saw was somebody to complain to. And this person did not even need to wait for an angel to come and stare the water once in a while. This was a person that could heal him once and for all. Jesus said, pick up your bed and go home now, now. This time around, you will not wait long. It's going to be now, now in Jesus' name. I make bold to say there's a difference between people that, you, that can hear your problem and sympathize with you and those that can solve the problem once and for all. On the day you see some of us sent to you, and I want to thank God for us men of God because we're not God, we're messengers of God. You will see and <laughs> you will not miss the opportunity in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, le- I leave that matter. Whew. Let me read this story. We pray and we go home. Mark 8, 22 to 26, the Message Bible. The Bible says, my text for this word. They arrived at Bethsaida and some people brought a sightless man and begged Jesus to give him a healing touch. Taking him by the hand, he, he led him out of the village. Have you ever wondered why? He met in the village called Bethsaida. He first led him out. Remember what I said. When I finish reading the scripture, you will connect the dots. He first led him out of the village. Then he put spit in his eyes, laid hands on him and asked, Do you see anything? And I added good there. When you look around, you see Nigeria. A lot of people can't see any good. He said, Do you see anything good? He said, No. I see men. They look like walking trees. So Jesus laid hands on his eyes again. The man looked hard and realized he had recovered what? Perfect, not perfect eyes, perfect sight. And so saw everything bright. 2020 focus. And Jesus sent him straight home, telling him, don't enter the village again. Some places you are, help cannot reach you there. May God reposition you. 
Jesus brought him out of the village and said, Don't go back there, go back to your family. You know who your family are? Are the people that really love you. They know your problems, they still love you. A lot of us, after you get blessed, you go back to your village people that, that made you the problem the first. You still go back there. You see, one of the opportunities that you need sight for is to know who really is your friend and who is not your friend. I'll prove it to you. David said, it was you, my friend, that ate my bread. That we went together, that you have now kicked me in the chain. It was you, my friend. He got it wrong. He picked that friend without insight. But when he picked the friend called Jonathan, Jonathan even disobeyed his own father, the king, Saul, because of David. The friendship was to the end. Some of us, when you live here, you will say, carry your two small legs and go back. I don't know where your village is. I'm not saying the village where you came from, Pastor. I mean, I know you are from Ijebu or something. The place you should go is where your family is at. Maybe that's why I'm very enamored by you too. Maybe you're my family too. Do you understand? He said he sent him to his family and told him, don't go back to the village. Now that you have sight and you can sight good things, don't go back there. May God reveal wherever your own there is in Jesus' name. Now, Bible says he recovered perfect sight. And what is perfect sight? Bring it to a perfect sight is insightfulness. That's what I call my sermon. Perfect sight is insightfulness. They're two, they're the same. And what is insightfulness? It is when you start from sight, you move to insight, to foresight, to farsight, to oversight. What happened to this man? He's when he encountered Jesus, he regained insight and regained insight. Now he had foresight and began to enjoy the advantage of farsightedness. And because of this, he was also able to engage oversight. And it is oversight that makes somebody prosper. Insightfulness. The Living Bible, I read verses 25 to 26, says, Then Jesus placed his hands over the man's eyes again. And as the man stared intently, his sight was completely restored. And he saw everything clearly. Like what? The mistakes he had been making. When your sight is restored, one of the things that you will surprise yourself that you are not as smart as you thought you were. You have been repeating some mistakes in your village with your village people. He saw everything clearly. Drinking in the sights. I added, what are the sights? The divine opportunities around him. This year, you will regain your sight. You will see the mistakes you have been making that have been empowering the enemies of your soul. 
you will begin to drink in the sights of beautiful sights of divine opportunities all around you and so shall it be in Jesus name say amen it is settled amen no no say amen settled amen I want you to stand to your feet Put your hand on your head. Bring my definition of perfect sight. Bring it up. Bring it up quickly. Perfect sight, insightfulness. Pray. Say, Lord, help me regain perfect sight. Give me insightfulness. From sight to insight to foresight to farsight to oversight. I will never miss any opportunity again. I will not be repeating my mistakes again because I can now see clearly. Thank you, Lord. So it is in Jesus' name. There is a song, there is a prayer that I want us to sing. I want the frontline singers to help me. The version you know is He Touched Me. How many of you know that song? He Touched Me. Jesus Okay Something happened Now I know is in the past tense we're going to talk about present continuous so i change the lyrics not uh, he touched me please touch me jesus touch me oh, oh, oh what joy will fill my soul something will happen and i will know that he touched me and made me whole Lift up your hands to God. Lift up your eyes. It's it's a spiritual prayer. This is an insightful prayer. Please touch me. Please touch me. shall it be for everyone crying for that touch that helps a man regain perfect sight to become insightful possessing insightfulness doing wonders and exploits 
never again walking into the plan of the enemy being everything that God wants us to be getting settled once and for all to the glory of God so shall it be without fail for everyone saying amen and amen and amen so shall it be in Jesus name if you have been blessed this morning help me celebrate the Lord help me celebrate the Lord what a good God he is to us I thank you you may be seated